What is up team? Welcome back to the show. Today we are digging into how to get great results only training three days per week. So the reality is a lot of our clients are busy moms or just busy professionals who don't have a ton of time to spend in the gym. Now, the thing to understand here is most people think this is a death sentence as far as getting results goes because most of us have been told, I need to spend five, six, seven days in the gym in order to get results. But the reality is a large portion of our clients only train three days per week and get amazing results. Because really, like if your goal is fat loss, adding some lean muscle, if you train three days per week in a smart science-based manner, like our clients do and like I'm about to train or break down here, and you prioritize your nutrition, you can absolutely get the results you want. It's not about doing more hours of cardio, more hit classes, all that shit. It's about being smarter and more effective with your time like our clients are. Really, again, like especially if you're a mom, your time is at a premium. So we want your training to be as efficient and effective as possible. So again, for a lot of our clients, this comes down to, hey, we're gonna be training three days per week. Now, there are a couple different approaches we could take here to the three day per week training split. Today, we're gonna to be breaking down the full body training split. All right, so a couple keys to building this out the right way. First and foremost, you need to understand that the majority of your results will come from getting stronger at four main patterns. One, we have squat or lunge. Now this is usually gonna be more quad biased, but we can also tweak it to favor the glutes and a hamstring. So for example, a normal forward walking lunge with us taking a relatively short step is probably gonna bias our quads more, but a reverse lunge done from a deficit with a forward lean is going to work some quads, but we're also gonna be very much working your glutes. Um, now, really most clients in this scenario are less concerned with building their quads. So typically like in a lunge scenario, I do like to make this bias um, glutes a little bit more, but we could also program like a split squat variation here, which again can be tweaked to be more quad biased or more glute biased. But again, that number one pattern is gonna be squat or lunge. Next, we are going to be doing hinges. These are gonna be very glute and hamstring focused. So think a movement like a trap bar deadlift, a Romanian deadlift. We have upper body pushing. Now here, the closer you are to laying flat on your back, the more this will bias your chest, more inclined to an extent will equal more delt involvement. And once we get past about 45 degrees, typically we're gonna be targeting more delts and less chest. Now to speak from anecdote, because we do work with primarily women, Typically clients are going to be more focused on building delts versus chest. So we oftentimes will bias slightly more pressing on a higher incline versus flat pressing. And then finally we have upper body pulse. So here, this is going to be working. So our upper body pushes are basically training our chest, our delts and our triceps. And we can tweak things to vary the extent to which we really hit each muscle group. And then our upper body pulls are gonna be training primarily our back and our biceps. So here, the closer your elbows are to the side, typically the more lats we're gonna recruit. Elbows flared a little bit wider is going to be more of your upper back. But really in general, especially like in a situation like this, we don't have to overthink this too much. If you just focus on mostly movements to keep your elbows relatively close to your sides to about a 45 degree flare, you'll do a pretty good job training your back. Really for most, again, for most clients in this scenario, 
we don't have to get too deep into the nuances of biomechanics. Like, hey, this is a rear L grill versus this is a lat focus grill versus this is a raw boy focus grill. All right, so again, understand that the majority of your results will come from getting stronger at these four main movement patterns. Squat and lunge, hinge, upper body pushing, and upper body pulling. So within our training days, if we're training full body three days per week, we want to include one variation of each of those patterns to start out our session. Next, supersetting upper body push and lower body pull, or, or AKA a lower body hinge and vice versa. So upper body pull, lower body push will usually allow for the best performance in your supersets without overlapping fatigue between movements. So if we look at this, so for example, if we're supersetting an upper body and lower body movement, and we are going with a dumbbell row and a dumbbell Romanian deadlift, which I would consider that's a hinge. Okay, so basically that's a lower body pull. Now there for our dumbbell row, we are gonna be using our lats, the muscles of our upper back. Problem here is for our dumbbell Romanian deadlift, we're also going to be using the muscles of our lats and a little bit of our upper back isometrically to just keep the dumbbells in place, right? So there's gonna be some overlapping fatigue and that can really start to hurt your performance on subsequent sets. So really like whichever comes ladder, be it that dumbbell row or the dumbbell row meaning deadlift, you won't be able to get quite as good of output as if let's say we paired this with, let's say we paired this with a hack squat or a back squat or a Smith machine squat, right? Where, okay, that's gonna be training the quads. We're not really gonna be getting much involvement of the lats or the upper back outside of just a little bit to support the load, but it's not gonna have any detriment to our row, right? So again, typically here, again, because time is at a premium, we do really like to use supersets. Almost always this is gonna be your, like really again, like especially if you're a busy mom, your program in this context will almost always be superset. So it could look something like, okay, first we're gonna do a squat or a lunge supersetted with an upper body pull. Then we're gonna do a hinge supersetted with an upper body push. And then we're gonna wrap it up with a giant set of three isolation movements in a circuit, right? And that's gonna allow you to get through this a lot more efficiently versus if we have, okay, we're gonna squat, rest two minutes, squat, rest two minutes, squat, rest two minutes. Then we're gonna move on to the next movement, do the same, next do the same. And like we have seven or eight movements, all with two to three minutes of rest between, right? This is gonna allow us to get as much as possible out of as little time possible um, without having to really see training performance suffer because of the supersets. Next, with your accessory work, we wanna to touch on any muscle groups or movement patterns that weren't hit in the main lifts. Now here is really where we bias this based on what your goals are. So first and foremost, most people are going to need some knee flexion, AKA leg curls. This is almost always like a non-negotiable in someone's training program. Thing to understand is your hamstrings have two primary functions. One, your hamstrings are really gonna act on your hip. So basically we have hip extension. So basically think from the back of the Romanian deadlift, like when we're driving our hips forward, that's gonna be hip extension. So hip flexion and extension there. And then we have knee flexion, which is basically gonna be pulling your heel towards your butt, like you would in a leg curl. Now, if we don't train both of those variations, we're not training every function of the hamstring. And not training knee flexion can sometimes lead to some joint pain around the knee, right? So this is a good way to ensure that we have healthy knees. Plus, the better developed your hamstrings are, 
the more we can see kind of the separation between the glute and the hamstring, which typically leads to the aesthetics most people want. So typically including at least one leg curl variation here is gonna be a good idea. And again, speaking more towards our demographic, our clients specifically, a lot of the women that we work with want to build typically glutes and delts. Glutes and shoulders are two of the primary focuses. So next we wanna make sure we probably include some shoulder abduction. So really here think like a lateral raise variation. So the thing to understand is most of your presses, your upper body push movements, will train your chest, your triceps, and your front delts. Your pulls will to an extent train your rear delts, but we also have the side delts. The, so basically the deltoid, the muscle on the side of your shoulder. Um, but that goes largely untouched with our compound movements. So we do typically wanna add some isolation work here as well. So it is a good idea to make these a priority a few times a week in your accessory work. And don't worry if you're thoroughly lost by this point, I'm gonna walk you through an example program at the end of this. Now from there, you can add in more accessory work for other muscle groups you want to see more definition definition in. Okay, so basically from here, um, for an example, like let's say you really wanna prioritize glutes. Okay, then we could add in some glute bridges. If you want to build your biceps, okay, then we could add in like one to two bicep curl variations per week within our accessory work. Now, the thing to understand here is, and that we don't have to get too deep into this conversation, but typically a movement that overloads a muscle group in a lengthened position is going to be the most conducive to muscle growth. So really like when we talk about squat and lunge variations, upper body pulls, upper body pushes and hinges, most of those are going to overload the target muscle tissue in the lengthened position. Basically, we get a big stretch on the muscle group and that's where it's the hardest and then through the mid-range, right? So really, if we think about like a squat, okay, that's hardest from the bottom up to about halfway up, then it gets considerably easier there. So that's like lengthened to mid-range overload. On the flip side, and that's like a very specific to the quads, right? On the flip side, if we look at a leg extension, okay, that movement's easiest when the muscle is most stretched out, it's hardest typically towards the top of the movement, right? And this does depend somewhat on the machine, but again, that's a conversation we don't have to go too deep into. Or similarly, if we look at like a Romanian deadlift, okay, that's gonna be most challenging at the bottom where your glutes and hamstrings are, are under a considerable stretch. On the flip side, if we look at a hip thrust, okay, that's gonna be hardest in the shortened position. So here, the hip thrust is gonna be easiest at the bottom, it's hardest at the top where the muscle is fully contracted or squeezed, right? So we want the meat and potatoes of our training program to be lengthened position movements first and foremost, and then we can sprinkle in for movements that or for muscle groups that we really wanna add. So really that's like your, again, these four key lifts that we're starting out with, those are almost always gonna be lengthened bias movements, right? So we would very much choose like, hey, I'm gonna probably do a Romanian deadlift instead of a glute bridge here. But if one of your goals is to bring up your glutes, then within your accessory movements, that's where we would add in more shorter movements, right? Very similarly, like if one of your goals is to build your front delts, okay, we're gonna want to do like a dumbbell seated shoulder press. That's gonna give us the most bang for a buck. But if we really wanna make this a priority, then we could also add something like a cable front raise, for example, which is gonna be a little bit more challenging in the short position, right? So start with lengthened position movements, and then we can sprinkle in short position movements as kind of the icing on the cake after we've hit those lengthened position movements. So to break this down into something a little bit more tangible, 
I'm just gonna talk you through an example of what this three-day split could look like. Okay, so day one, we have a dumbbell Romanian deadlift, which is gonna be a hinge, supersetted with a dumbbell 45 degree incline bench press. So basically there, we're targeting glutes and hamstrings in the lengthen position, chest and front delts in the lengthen position. Next, we have a Bulgarian split squat and a cable row, right? Cable row is of course gonna target our back. Typically, we're gonna cue this to target lats a little bit more, drive your elbows low to your hip. Bulgarian split squat is gonna be a great combo movement where we're definitely gonna train the quads there, but we're also gonna get a good amount of glute, right? So again, speaking specifically to our clients, Typically, we care more about building glutes than building quads, but most people do still want some quads. So this is kind of a good way to, this, this training day is still more glute biased, but we're getting a little bit of quad in there as well, right? Now from there, we're gonna go into a giant set of three movements in a row. Here, we're gonna do a cast glute bridge, which is basically, we're really just focusing on the short position for the glutes. So again, we got two, we got two lengthened movements for the glutes with our Romanian deadlift or Bulgarian split squat. Now we're adding the short position movement here. We have a leg curl and a dumbbell Y raise. Leg curl, as we discussed, is really gonna hit the that knee flexion pattern. Dumbbell Y raise is going to train, to an extent, some of the muscles of our upper backs, our lower traps, our upper back, excuse me, but it's also really gonna train the side delts in the short position. So here again, like we have a very much glute, hamstring, and delt bias training day. Next, we are going to go into, for day two, we're gonna start with an upper body pull with a neutral grip lat pull down, which is gonna be a little bit more lat biased yet than like a cable row, and again, depending on execution. And then we're gonna do a lunge pattern with a deficit reverse lunge. Now from there, then we're gonna go into a dumbbell bench press and we're gonna superset that with a glute focused leg press. All right, so here, if you look at what we've done, we're also alternating with our upper body movements between a horizontal push on one day and a vertical push on the next day. Now again, for a said client, because they probably wanna bias delts a little bit more, we're gonna focus more on vertical pushes versus horizontal pushes, but we also wanna offset these. So basically like if we look across the course of these, um, when we get into day three, we're gonna do a dumbbell seated overhead press, right? So like if we look at our upper body pushes across the week, day one, we had an incline press, day two, we had a flat press, day three, we had uh, vertical press, right? So basically like with a dumbbell seated overhead press, we typically want that bench at about 60 degrees incline. We don't want it all the way up 60 to 70 degrees. We don't want that to be all the way up, right? Because the slight incline will put the delts in a little bit better position to experience tension. Um, but within this, like notice how we alternated those across the course of the week. Same thing with our pulls, right? Day one, we were doing a horizontal pull. Day two, we did a vertical pull. And then day three, we go back to something like a dumbbell chest supported row, which is gonna be a more horizontal pull. Now from there in day two, so again, we have the neutral grip lat pull down, supersetted with the deficit reverse lunge. We had a dumbbell bench press, supersetted with a glute focused leg press, which I would really, consider this a hinge because it is going to be more biased to the glutes specifically. And then when we get into our accessory work, we could do some type of giant set like a cable rear delt row, which is of course going to be a great movement for your rear delts, a cable lateral raise, so again, touching all the side delts, and then a cable pal-off press, which is really going to be a good movement for your overall core stability. Now here, even within this giant set, we're considering, okay, how can we make this as 
effective as possible for the client timeline. So here, basically, we can do all three of these movements on one functional trainer. We don't have to take up a ton of equipment or bounce all the way across the gym. Now, finally, day three, we are going into a squat with a hack squat, and we're gonna superset that with an upper body pull, which will be a dumbbell chest supported row. For our hinge, we're gonna do, be doing a glute dominant split squat, and we're gonna superset that with a dumbbell seated shoulder press. So here again, like if we look at our lower body movements across the week, our compound lifts, we have a dumbbell Romanian deadlift and a Bulgarian split squat. We have a deficit reverse lunge and a glute focused leg press. So again, like here, even with our lunge or squat patterns, we're making most of these still movements that are gonna recruit the glutes to a large degree. It's only on this final training day. We're here, okay, we're doing a hack squat, which is gonna be a lot more quad biased. But then from there, like we're doing a glute dominant split squat, which is basically where you push your hips way back into the movement we typically top, stop at about 90 degrees. There's a lot of bend of the hips, not a ton of bend of the knees there. So it is definitely a glute bias movement. And then finally, again, for our giant set, we're gonna be getting into a 45 degree back extension, which is gonna overload your glutes in the shortened position. So again, we've gotten a lot of lengthened work for the glutes here. So we're adding another shortened movement for the glutes here. Again, assuming this client really wants to focus on their glutes, a dumbbell incline curl, which is gonna overload the biceps in the lengthened position. Now here again, like this is a client that doesn't necessarily want to target their biceps or triceps a lot, but we do still wanna add, ideally we'll still add a bit of work for those muscle tissues week to week. But again, like understanding, okay, we're gonna get the most out of lengthened position movements. Here, we know we're gonna get the most bang for a buck from doing movements that are gonna, again, overload the muscle tissue in the lengthened position. So that would be an incline curl. And then finally, we're gonna go into a dumbbell overhead extension. Both of those which will overload biceps, triceps, and the lengthened position specifically. And that is how we build out a three day per week training split. Hopefully this is helpful. Now, what I'll say here, if you're struggling to grasp any of the concepts that I laid out here, because I understand that like, even without being able to see this on paper, or shit, even if you see it on paper, this can be a little bit confusing. So if you feel like your head is swimming, shoot me a DM at Jeremiah Bear on Instagram. One of my favorite things to do is just talk and help people through this stuff because I love learning it out over it and again, helping people with it. So if you're struggling, your head swimming, feel free to shoot me a DM there. That is what I have for y'all for today. Finally, if you found this episode helpful, do me a huge favor, take a screenshot of your phone right now, share this on Instagram, and again, tag me at Jeremiah Bear. And that is all I have for y'all for today.